um, yeah, I always see at the corner of my eye, you just like look away. <laughs> I do. <laughs> 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 uncomfortable silence, but I'm doing that very well. Joker. Uh, well, we are very lucky this evening because we have been joined by the lovely Laura McCross. Hi, like, Laura. Your best Hello. She is my bestie. Hello. Been friends Hello. for a very long time. How long have you been friends for? Oh. What time? Oh, well, it's more than 20 years like right. we started so it would have been because we very much did become friends in year seven yeah. so 12, 11, 11 12 we would have been so wow like, that's nearly 30 years <laughs> fucking hell we're old <laughs> wow it's crazy so i remember thinking at one point when it got to a point where we'd been friends for longer than we hadn't not been friends oh that's sweet yeah. It was, and it was that just like that. Really yeah, sweet. it's weird that yeah to know someone that long. It's weird. Yeah, but lovely, obviously. But, um, yeah, it's oh, sweet when you say it like that. That we'd been friends longer than we hadn't. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. That is really weird, but that's really lovely when you realise that you've got a friendship that's lasted the test of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we've been through a lot as friends, as a group of friends, and as personal friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a. It's been a long time. <laughs> you say that like it's like <laughs> weighing you down. <laughs> it's heavy on my shoulders. <laughs> uh, well, Laura has come to talk to us about um, being or be in the beauty industry, but also being a social media influencer within the beauty industry, which I can only imagine must be like a, quite a quite a test Mm -hmm. being not only a social media influencer but in the beauty industry because it feels like the spotlight is always on beauty right yeah for women anyway Um, yeah definitely um I I honestly I don't find it that much pressure because it's what I've always done so yeah it doesn't feel any different really I think I used to I used to read the like the beauty mags and all the gossip mags when I was living in New Zealand. I used to work in this mm. um, this petrol station, a Shell one, and uh, not that it really matters. And other petrol stations <laughs> are available. Picking <laughs> <laughs> up Shell there, <laughs> and um, I used to they used to get all the fucking magazines, and it was a really really busy store. But there were times of the day that were really quiet, and I had to do like a little tidy up a magazine shelf. And I used to read them. Now this was around about the time that Paris Hilton was in the in the press. all the time and I Mm -hmm. just found it I got so self-conscious of myself I got so stressed about my appearance and I started wearing more makeup and I couldn't think like I wasn't it wasn't like my friendship group had grown it had shrunk if anything because I had my 21st birthday in this was in Wellington in New Zealand and I had no friends to celebrate it oh my god that's so sad it wasn't at all because um well I was out there with my boyfriend at the time and we had we had like a group of male friends from our local pub Mm. and um I can't remember his name now. He was a Maori guy. He was lovely, absolutely lovely guy. Big fucking bear of a man. Mm. And his, I think it was his cousin or his friend, um, she she was a bit of a loose end and she offered to take me out. Mm. We went to a fucking strip club. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was so oh random. That is very random. But very random. So the, my one and only one time I've ever been to a strip club was with a girl I didn't know. <laughs> and I don't even have an exciting story to tell from it either. Did you get a lap dance? No, I didn't. Oh. No, we just went in there, had a few drinks, and then we came looked back. Looked at some titties. Yeah, we looked at some tits and then <laughs> wandered back out. And I think we ended up doing like a reverse reverse bungee or something in the city oh. centre. It was good, but it was... Um, but yeah, I was very aware of my appearance at that time because no, okay. because of these bloody magazines. And I swore when I when I w- walked away from that job, I swore I'd never ever read one of those beauty magazines again because I just find them too stressful. Um, okay, but this was before social media. See, and so- that that's a really interesting point because everyone I had this conversation even with Sam the other day that talking about Love Island and saying the expectation now of people seeing Love Island and having to live up to it. And that was my point exactly is that for women especially. Mm-hmm. And for men, because the magazines have been there, but the beauty industry has always been the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. There's always been a magazine of a pretty girl that looks yeah. a certain way. Now it's just more accessible. Have you found that, Laura, that it's similar but different? The same but different? 
Um, yeah, definitely. I, I would say things like Love Island definitely have more, you know, probably more of an impact than magazines. Uh, well, I mean, does anyone even read a magazine these days? Um, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's definitely has more of an impact than, um, yeah, than, than, yeah, magazines or I would say even more than just pictures on social media it is more um like video content and yeah tv like like love love island definitely i guess with social media as well you can actually go and find your your crowd like the people that look like you they wear the makeup like you do they have the skin and the look and the appearance that you do. So you're not just forced into the box that the magazines want you to fit yeah. into. Yeah. So you can actually find your niche probably yeah. a lot yeah. easier. I think that's nice. I think that's yeah. a really positive thing that social media has brought about because everyone has, it's like anyone can have a platform now um, and, you, you know, you can put yourself out there, whatever your your skill level say as a makeup artist I mean you know whatever your skill level you can put your images out there and that's probably quite scary in a way when you're starting off but you're going to learn a lot that way as well because you know you can ask people for feedback Mm -hmm. and things like that Mm -hmm. um and yeah and and also like you were saying people like to belong to groups so if you see someone that you feel reflects you in some way you are you are probably more likely to follow them and kind of watch the type of stuff that they promote mm-hmm. yeah have you found it quite easy to build a following are you predominantly on instagram or where, where are you on yes i am at the yeah. moment um yeah i am i am just really on instagram but i have i have got other platforms but okay. i'm kind of i've got content that i haven't put out yet for different reasons okay. um I just want to be really consistent with it. So yeah. I don't want to start and stop and start and stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And that's one of the main things with social media, isn't it? When you're building a following is being consistent and having constant content. It's quite stressful. It yeah, quite definitely. Stressful. So have you, yeah. like, have you found it quite easy to build a following on there? Like you've become a, a social media influencer, which is really fucking cool. <laughs> um, I... Do you know what? I'll tell you the honest truth. I had my I had a makeup account and I had a personal account mm-hmm. and my per, my makeup account I just never quite somehow I never quite bonded with it um when I was still working for Mac and I was just putting makeup on there but I wasn't really posting it with much um I didn't understand this at the time, but everyone talks about authenticity Mm -hmm. and I wasn't posting it with that much authenticity. I was just doing it because everyone said, oh, you have to have a makeup Instagram. People expect it. And Mm -hmm. so I was just putting things up there saying this is what I've done today. Um, And it was just boring. And then that account got frozen um, and I thought it had got hacked, but it actually just I think Instagram just took it over because I hadn't used it very much. and I thought I was going to lose all my content. I didn't. And I transferred it all over to my personal account and made that into my business account. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I deleted loads of followers that were just there for no reason. Followers. Yeah, I deleted, I think I took off about, it took ages. I took about 4,000 people off. What? How, well done. Because, what? It's, because, it's good energy to have. But how many cleanse. followers do you have to take off four thousand? That'd leave. Well, well then I had more. <laughs> I had I had more then, um, but I took them off. It was like a strate- strategic move um, because it stops you. It stops your account being shown to like you on Instagram. You probably only show to about maybe like ten percent of your followers, mm-hmm. right? So if you remove the ones that are, they're called ghost followers. If you remove those ones that never comment on your pictures, never like them, they're just sitting there. Sometimes they're not even real accounts. If you remove them and start posting regularly, it makes a really big difference to how your account performs. Um, So yeah, that was, that was one of the first things I did. So now I'm still building back up because I, I don't have those 4,000 back yet. Um, But, yeah, I'll get there. But like you said, <laughs> the ones you've got, I suppose, the ones that are actually 
really interested mm-hmm. in you and yeah exactly and that yeah take part and shit yeah and that that was for me that was part of building the authenticity because now the way I post and the way I interact with people is completely different um and yeah I have I have a lot more I have a lot more engagement under my pictures and it's more of a conversation mm-hmm. I think your post now I think like you said your last makeup one I, I, I can't fully remember it but now there is a lot more to engage with so like you yeah. ask questions or it's it's more of a process that you can look at so mm-hmm. like some of your videos where you're actually doing it look so you start from start to finish that I always find more interesting and I still know I can't do it uh-huh. but just see someone <laughs> do that and you're like oh that's really clever now I'm going to try it to look like a fucking clown but or I'm going to call Laura and say Laura can you do that for me please no. when you make when you make the decision to change from um from posting as as a personal um you know from a personal point of view from a personal account mm-hmm. to posting as a business or as an influencer it's very very different because you don't it's not it's not from a place of vanity I don't need people to come I mean it's always nice to have a compliment but I don't I'm not putting a picture out there or a or a reel to be told oh you look pretty mm-hmm. it needs to have some value to it so I need yeah. people to want to say wow I'm gonna try that I never I never knew how to do that. Now it looks so easy how you did it, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it has to offer value. That's, that's really how good I, point. I that's how I look yeah. at it. Yeah, because I don't, look, I've got a part Facebook, but they do, or even, even my Insta, they sort of meld and my personal probably, I do everything mm-hmm. from my personal because I suppose my personal is still my business that I am my it's business very different when your business is an extension of your personality and where yeah. do you differentiate because you want to you want the business to be you and you want yeah. the business to reflect you and you want to reflect the business but at what point is there I always think once parts up more so like in schools like as a more of a full-time thing that's when I would have to separate it more yeah because at the minute I can sort of shout and say whatever the fuck I like because it's me. <laughs> Whereas once schools might be looking on it more or saying to their kids, like, let's look at this resource, mm-hmm. I have to then be more mindful of what I'm saying, I guess. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I'm not really that bothered. Um, but you know. should you though? It's just if it's who you are, you should. I think because it's schools, because right, it's okay. more like this, I swear all the time, which I do in school sometimes, unfortunately. Sorry. Um, but <laughs> it's. When it's, if it's a primary school sign, it's got resources on it as well, that yeah, you have okay, to be mindful. Yeah. It's still, I think the opinions, I'll always, I'm opinionated. That's mm-hmm. always going to come. No, I'm not bothered on that. But it's maybe phrasing those opinions with less C-bombs and mm. F-words. I think for me, um, I'm really conscious of that. So on my, um, on my account now, I don't have any... I don't have anything personal and I'm not planning to put anything personal on social media. I don't have, I don't have personal social media now. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, well, I mean, I, yeah, I have, I have Facebook just because I have to link it to my business. That's just the way they make it, but I don't post on there. I haven't posted on there for for years really. Um, And I kind of feel the same as you, Zara, about, I mean, you're saying about schools and your opinion, but people, they want to know me mm-hmm. and they can see my face, <laughs> which, you know, obviously is part of me, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily need to know all of my opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to share anything that a big part of my brand is being inclusive. So I really don't want to share anything that is going to kind of isolate someone or or make them feel that mm. in some way I wouldn't include them. Not that I have those views. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making it sound like I'm hiding something. <laughs> but um, I've learned through, through working for Mac, I have learned um, – I've learned the art of being diplomatic. I think I always kind of had that. Do you remember, Zara, when you always used to say that I sit on the fence when we had arguments? Yes, I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've, I've always had that um, kind of diplomatic stri- um, streak in me. Yeah. But 
even more even more now I see that it's really important um to have it to some extent obviously some things you have to stand up for and you have to speak about but other things are an opinion mm-hmm. and yeah. you don't but you necessarily did, you have, like, you did um for like pride month you did bits didn't you on your page so yeah you still um you put part of yourself but I get that in holding back and I suppose that's part of the thing with social media is that everyone uses it in a different way and that's some people it. are more full-on than others if that's um, your brand then that's that's what people will know you for um yeah I just definitely wouldn't post things like um anything about my personal life like I wouldn't post I mean things like you know like certain memes that I'll share them between my friends (laughs) but I I wouldn't post them on my story um or I wouldn't post personal pictures of me going out um not that I but go does, out, that but... not, does that not build connection with the audience when you're sharing bits of you that are not quite what your audience are there to see but it's like oh so Laura does go out oh that's the kind of food she likes to eat when she goes out for dinner or or that's what she wears when she's not just like when she's kicking back and having a chill day um only because whenever I've done any sort of social media training it's always the emphasis is always share a glimpse of you that people don't see. That's what people want to connect with. They want mm. to see that you're human. You're, yeah, you're human. That's it. That's really, mm. you know, really. I think, I, I don't know. I think that there's, I follow lots of different people. I think it depends on the person. Like I follow some bodybuilders to try and incentivize me to go <laughs> to the fucking gym. It doesn't work. But their content is all about them in the gym, mm. not, anything like I wouldn't know anything about a lot of them outside of their fitness routines Mm -hmm. but that's all I want from them I don't want to and it would probably annoy me if I saw them more because I don't want to I just want to just get back in the gym what are you doing I do I do (laughs) I totally agree but I have found on some accounts I followed like there's been a random like here's a little bit about me that you Mm. might not know and it it does and I'm so aware of actually looking forward to seeing their posts afterwards I'm very aware of feeling Mm. that a little bit more connected to that person because they told me something about them, not because they're spamming me with this shit every day, but it's like, I don't know, let's just say once a month or something. Like, and it's just something different. Mm. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that about you. That's interesting. Yeah. I'll follow you for longer. You know, somebody else might come along who's hot shit the next day. Nah, I don't give a shit. I like this person. I like her story. Yeah, I suppose you need to know the person mm-hmm. a bit. So I, really I think ask you, you, Laura, you can... a chance to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's there's definitely ways of getting your personality across. Mm-hmm. So, um, for instance, on Instagram, I would say your grid is like the face of your business. Wow. So that stuff that people can always refer to, they can go to look at it mm-hmm. um, and it's always there. And then your highlight reel, uh, sorry, your highlight reel, your highlights, you know, just underneath the bio um, on your on your you know your main page yeah, yeah. on Instagram um that's where you can put like facts and things that you want people to know about okay. your business or um kind of like things that you can like information you can share information on there mm-hmm. and then your story is for sharing like sharing yourself and sharing something that's a bit more yeah a bit more authentic because you're I'm I'll be talking on there so that's the part where you'd kind of get to see me Um, so you get the glimpse but it's not saying there the whole time yeah 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 but I just don't I mean I just don't think that people I think people have come they come to me and they follow me and they want to learn about makeup Mm -hmm. I don't think they want to see what I'm drinking I just don't think that <laughs> is necessary don't want to see you drinking don't want to see you falling over yeah it's well. just not necessary um I, I just don't feel it, it so does this mean yeah, I can't maybe. tag you in most <laughs> um well I mean there's ways to control that so <laughs> if you tag me it's a very polite way to say fucking dear yeah. <laughs> no I mean you if you tag me in something I can see it but I don't um like I don't always I don't always repost everything that I'm tagged yeah. in which is really really awkward sometimes. Um, okay. No, and I suppose that's more of an insta thing anyway because yeah, if it was on Facebook it, 
it shows the world. Mm-hmm. Whereas on Insta, if I tag you, it is for you as mm-hmm. opposed to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, yeah. No, Instagram, it can be private as well because... Um, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, Instagram it can be is private. More private than Facebook, isn't it? Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, so how would you define your makeup style then Laura like what are people coming to you to see um well I would hope that when people come across my page and when they're kind of drawn to me Mm -hmm. that they are looking for answers that they're looking for education Mm -hmm. because that is what I'm really passionate about and that's what I want to share um so that's what I hope I hope people find in me Um, and then my personal style of makeup is I mean it's changed quite a lot I used to be like really really super glam and Mm. um, like quite a stylized look but now after lockdown I've kind (laughs) of have geared towards um, a little bit more of like a like a more natural glam Mm. kind of look um, which is nice so I feel like I can do both Um, but my personal style is not for everyone and I wouldn't do my makeup on everybody because that might not be your ideal so yeah I mean you've always been good at that of knowing like I'm not I always say bait and I don't mean it in a bad way but I'm not bait with makeup I don't like to feel like I'm I don't like to look like I'm wearing loads of makeup because it makes me feel bait but it's um you've always whenever you've done my makeup a lot and you're always very aware of that you've really done my makeup for years not even um, <laughs> yeah for years like when we was in school you would do our makeup Aww. and waxing yeah. the yeah <laughs> but just run like you have always been our sort of um our personal do you like being that artist. person laura no oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um i think that I think it's really important not to be a one trick pony because I see a lot of that in the industry mm-hmm. and um it just shows I mean it just shows someone's skill level I think um when they when they only consistently turn out one look um and yeah and like I said not everybody wants the same thing um and then in terms of do, do I enjoy being that person um yeah because that's what I do you're um, a liar I, you always <laughs> No. <laughs> Wait a minute, you did not let me finish. <laughs> I I like doing makeup and I enjoy it. Um obviously it is my job. So it's something that I exchange for money. So <laughs> you know <laughs> that's like saying, you know, do you you enjoy your job? Would you do it for free? Maybe not, you know, because you value it. Um but I have, I have learned a lot by doing lots of different people's makeup. Um, so, and there's been times it's been really enjoyable. And of course, there's times when it's very special times, like um, Zara's wedding, which I didn't charge for. <laughs> um, but, you know, like those kind of special times when you can give someone a gift that is something special that, that you have. Um, yeah, those are, those are really nice times. Those are the times that I've probably enjoyed it the most. Um, but it's not fun. I know what you're thinking, <laughs> Sarah. I know. And that's not fun. When everyone's going out and you don't have time to get ready because everyone wants you to do their makeup. Mm-hmm. That's I don't think anyone would find that fun. Yeah. We've been told times <laughs> now. Yeah. We've got I think we've got better. We don't go <laughs> out. <laughs> we went on Sally's thing too. Now don't ask Laura to do all your makeup. No. Because she, and it is, and I do, I get it now. I think at, at points it was like, but I can't do it. So you have to do it. Like, and you know, when you get, you go, you know, you're going out and you're like, oh, I'm going to see Laura before I'm going out. She can do my makeup. And you're like, no, okay, no, no. <laughs> she wants to have fun too. But can you just do my lashes? I think quickly? I would like it. If we had like, if we had, um, like with some, when I go out with some makeup artist friends, which is again, like I said, is not often, but um, we have, we always call it a makeup party. And that's, that's really fun. Cause I actually like getting ready more than going yeah, out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and um, yeah, so, but I could do that with anyone um, just to get all our makeup together and just sit doing makeup for hours. Mm-hmm. 
yeah that's fun to me <laughs> um do, what about like permanent makeup have you ever do you do that like eyebrows I eye, like eyeliner what's it called it's the permanent oh, makeup isn't it like tattoo yeah makeup. it's called semi semi-permanent that's makeup it. smp sm spmp yeah sp something like that yeah <laughs> um i no i don't do that um but i have i have had it done um what do you think but i can't um i think you have to be very careful who you go to yeah. <laughs> um because it it remains <laughs> it does remain. <laughs> a long time yeah. <laughs> um yeah i have had i had my eyebrows done recently um they looked good the last which I love I love so much I had them done by Francesca at Beauty Bank in Croydon Mm -hmm. and um she's amazing she did a really good job she also does lip fillers as well which she's done lip filler for me as well um which again she did a really good job lovely nice and natural I don't think you'd really notice it just looks nicely enhanced Mm um but yeah I have and I've had um eyeliner eyeliner like an eyeliner tattoo mm-hmm. um that was horrible yeah. it didn't last and it, it they give you like a numbing product mm-hmm. but um anything that kind of numbs your skin like that it's it has to your skin has to be a bit broken for it to work so the first they have to do it in like a, it takes a few goes to get the thickness of the liner. The first one has to break the skin oh, with no, God. with no you know, pain I relief. I love a tattoo, like love a tattoo, but not on my eye. The thought of that is, mate, I'm literally rubbing my eyes now because the thought of it. it it's it's smaller than it's smaller than a tattoo that is it's smaller than a tattoo needle that that you're thinking of, and also. Yeah, do you know what? When I think about it now, I don't know how I kept still. It's the horror <laughs> of no, you know I can't. You can barely do my eyeliner without me wriggling, and that's a pencil. Yeah, you you'd be refused. You can. They <laughs> <laughs> would say you must leave. So, have you found like being in the beauty industry that have you found pressure to kind of succumb to cosmetic surgery? I don't think it's the right kind of word, is it? Just kind of <laughs> succumb. succumb to it. Um, I don't know. Be d- dabble in with it. Be intrigued by it. So you've had. You said you've got lip fillers. Yes. Yeah. How long have you had them for? Um, I've had lip fillers. Um, quite a few times this this time I hadn't had it for probably about honestly like two or three mm-hmm. years um because I went through a phase where I had it a lot and I went to some really bad places I had to have it dissolved mm-hmm. and just some absolute yeah, cowboys and oh, um terrible um yeah and I had like problems with well I learned a lot put it that way um <laughs> so um yeah I learned a lot and I won't I won't do that again. <laughs> so now I make sure that I really research really well. Um and yeah, now I, I like it. Like I said, I like the lip filler that I've have mm-hmm. now because it doesn't it has doesn't change my whole face. Mm-hmm. It's not like um it's not it doesn't distort my lips it it just they look like my lips but just a bit bigger <laughs> but like what about botox have you would you do that have you ever had it yes that too wow. <laughs> um you're gonna reel off a list no i'm not i don't like, even know yeah, that many yeah, just, yeah, the only reason i ask is because i work with this girl and um she gets botox and she's the same age as me i mean i i don't i think you're probably the same age as me as well or, or a little bit older if you're tanya's age mm-hmm. <laughs> little bit I just I when I look in the mirror I don't think my skin looks like it needs it but maybe it does you've got lines on your fuck (laughs) off fuck you not even (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) sorry I'm having a change of it oh god you got struck down (laughs) she fucking will be I think I think that I mean anything like that is is something that's elective uh-huh. um like like cosmetic surgery and it's not it's not something that someone could say 
you know, to, to tell you that you need it because it's your own personal preference. Yeah, um, yeah I, I've had Botox and I need a top up <laughs> now um, and I really love it. Um, okay. But I mean, again, like it's, it's not for everybody. But do you feel more pressure, especially thing. being an influencer? Do you feel that you have to look a certain way? You have to maintain yourself in a certain way? I don't know, to, to keep up that look, I guess. I would have done that okay. anyway, um, even if I was not. But I, I suppose I did always work in the beauty industry mm-hmm. anyway. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's kind of impacted a little bit, but maybe I've was drawn to that because it's what I enjoy and it's who I am. So for me, I can't I can't separate the two. I can't take away the beauty industry from my life and from me because I don't know what like who would I be what would I do if I didn't do not that I am my job but it's such a part of of who I am um yeah it would be strange to not to not think about those things I think all women think about and some you know men not some probably all men too you know everyone cares how they look to some extent um and well yeah, some people try and make it look casual, but <laughs> some people don't. Yeah. I think, when, but there's still a, an element of thought. Yeah, there. what would you say about making looks or making or your appearance looking casual? The first thing that pops into my head is these fucking memes that go around on social media about the eyebrows, because eyebrows is such a trend. Mm. Like growing up, I don't remember. I've never really been into makeup. Like I wear makeup, but not extensively. Um, so plucking eyebrows was just something that I evolved into when I was in my teens Mm. but now when you look at the fucking trends with eyebrows it's crazy it's like the monobrow is there's some really 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 bad eyebrow styles out there and I don't know if that is just like (laughs) the current trend or something it's they got very big and I remember going into schools and obviously now you've got like teenage girls can watch a YouTube video and some of Laura's vein that probably can do it very well mm-hmm. and more are of my vein mm-hmm. but don't do it just don't because it you know, <laughs> I have had to say to some of them um yeah you might just tone it down a little bit but and I obviously say it nicely and to ones I know well don't just go up to people in the street and just go no whoa really. what's but, going on with yeah. there <laughs> but it's it is I suppose it's it's what's fashionable and like when we was at school it was more the thin eyebrow I think that's uh-huh, like the pencil line fun. wasn't it yeah You've got nice eyebrows. No, I ain't. They're a fucking mess and they grow differently because I tried to pluck them myself when I was about 14 and it did not work. Mm. Um, and now they would never grow back. But same with, like, there's a part of my hair as well that Laura burnt, I think. Um, so, well, I'm not hairdressing. No, I know now. That's the thing that everyone to relax my hair <laughs> and relax my scalp instead. Yeah, but they should never be selling relaxer in a box anyway. That was, we were, everyone was dead yeah, wrong no, for that. that. It was never going to end well. <laughs> that's, that's another podcast in itself. A whole, that needs like its own yeah, series. Oh my God, the mess. <laughs> um, eyebrows are not something that. I think should be influenced by trend. I think that eyebrows should suit your mm. face. I could talk about eyebrows for so so long um, do, about what suits. Really, I love like of all <laughs> the things suits? on my face. I want to. I like my eyelashes. I like my eyelashes to be curled because I've got long, but they're like cows. They're like they stick <laughs> out. They don't naturally lift. No, I have I to. Know. I have to. I've got um, Herman kit for my Christmas. Um, but my eyebrows. I just haven't been able to put normal get, eyebrows yeah but they're just they're quite blonde and bland and they just mm. I think a nice eyebrow just really finishes yeah, the does, face it does, it does it makes you look expensive yeah, when, yeah, you have, when you have an eyebrow that really suits your face yeah it looks really elegant how question um, about like the so the tattoo eyebrows mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. <laughs> this is really stupid what happens when yours grow do you have to still pluck them and stuff like in the shape of how they've been tattooed does That's that make what I sense think you do. I think so. so usually um you can get different types of um semi-permanent um eyebrow mm. makeup so you can get the kind where it's like hair strokes that's called microblading um and that's where 
it just adds hair strokes in. So it's quite subtle. Um, so maybe that would be good. I can't see your eyebrows, Claire. I'm not sure what they look like. Um, but um, sometimes if you just want to add a bit of fullness, but you don't want it to look too enhanced, then that's good for that type okay. of person. Um, so long as you don't have oily skin, because it doesn't sit well on okay. oily skin. Um, and then you get um, ombre shading, which is what I have, because I don't have a lot of eyebrow hair. So even if my eyebrow hair grows back, it doesn't really matter right. because it don't go beyond. I mean, not it's not completely bald. It's not like I've got none, but it's just it sort of just looks like it just looks like an eyebrow tint. Okay. On me. So how do you get a good shape? Like, is could I do that myself? Is there is there a technique that I'm looking at? Like my nose line, my art, my almond eyes, and my. Yes, there's lots of things. Really selling yourself there. Really feeling my almond eyes. (laughs) (laughs) There's lots of (laughs) there's lots of things that you have to consider with eyebrows because um, it's what makes it suit your face is your is your eyebrow in relation to the other features Mm -hmm. on your face. So, for instance. Do you know, this is so hard to do without without a visual yeah. reference, but um, I'll take someone who we can like all envisage their face. Um, Sarah Jessica okay. Parker from um, Sex yeah. in the City, yeah. Carrie. Yeah. So she has a, she has quite, I would mm, could you say a strong yeah. face. <laughs> um, and so her eyebrows need to be a little bit okay. softer because if they're dark so for her the the color of the eyebrows is really important because if they're too dark it's, it would make her whole face look very mm-hmm. severe um so yeah so that would be like the main consideration on her and then there's other things about like how close your eyes are together um you can make your eyes look further apart by where your eyebrows okay. start which is just it's just like an illusion so you kind of have to judge the whole face it's really hard to say so I need to get a pro to do it to Mm. begin with and then just kind of keep the shape in yeah maybe just yeah someone to show you um, I did get HD brows for a while and I really liked them this was before microblading Mm. this was quite a few what HD brows um Kiri in the village does it you've had your brows done with her before no she waxed them oh okay Oh, well, HD brows. Laura, can you explain what HD brows are? So I actually have never had that Ooh. done because I don't have a lot of oh, eyebrow okay. hair. I wasn't, I wasn't really a good candidate for it, but I understand that it's it's like a combination of yeah. things, isn't it? It's um, tinting, waxing, and do they do, when they do it for you, do they do brow mapping yeah. on it? Yeah. Um, that's where so that's where they they use like a piece of thread or sometimes they use like a measuring tool and they mark out certain positions um or certain um points mm-hmm. on your face in order to create mm-hmm. like a like a textbook kind yeah. of eyebrow okay. um that's a really technical way of okay. doing it um and I mean, it's it's like art. You can do, you know, you can create a really, you can be taught to paint in a certain way and you can be taught all like the tech technicalities of it and how to do it, but you might not ever have the flair to, to create something okay. amazing because... That's a really interesting way of thinking maybe about it, actually, because there, um, there was a couple of girls that the work, the work, the, work. <laughs> the place I work at, <laughs> there seems to be a trend moving through the staff at the moment and they've been getting some brows done and um some of them look good and some of them look fucking shocking Um, and it's like oh and they all went to the same place i'm not totally sure i'm frightened to actually bring up the conversation because i can't can't say they look good and they look fucking shit like they're all listening no. Well, I would say, I mean, I don't, I don't, I know a little bit about the brow mapping, but I don't do it because I'm more, I do more of like a freehand mm-hmm. eyebrow. So <laughs> um, I I judge it, like I said, as I, as I go along. Um, and also I think the, 
what I always thought, the danger of doing it with the kind of brow mapping mm-hmm. way, not to say it's wrong, but people's faces aren't symmetrical and the brow mapping, the whole thing about it is that you create something that is completely symmetrical. And so on, I mean, depending on your model, yeah. that could look very mm-hmm. strange because you could set their face. Yeah, set everything off the you could set it off because <laughs> because you know you might be able to correct it by just changing the angle of the eyebrow on one side because it's necessary mm. and obviously I would just do that without saying it like that to someone. Yeah. Face is fucking squint. <laughs> yes. I would discreetly do it. Um yeah, but if you're brow mapping, you can't do that. Okay. Because it has it's symmetrical, that's mm-hmm. the whole point of it. So I think so, the um, moral of that story is to go from reviews and recommendations on who, mm-hmm. like there's, um, I know a girl who's had her eyebrows done and they look absolutely brilliant. Actually, is that true? If they look good on her, is that the, the person who did them, are they going to be able to do them good on me? Um, or is she just working with a, a good a base? Good canvas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know well I mean you could say that about you could say that about anything because there's makeup artists out there that um I see their whole their whole Instagram is all of models Mm. celebrities and it's beautiful it looks perfect and they do a lot of like editorial work and they have the best photographers and the whole thing is just completely retouched so it looks perfect so who's to say like not to say that person's not a good makeup artist but you can't judge them very accurately because the whole thing is kind of Mm -hmm. staged and um yeah that's but if you're not if you're not in the makeup world I don't think people always take that on board I don't think they realize that and that's that's been a real struggle for me because I don't like to I don't like to filter and retouch my images mm-hmm. too much um, because I don't think it's fair. Um, I don't think it's fair to position myself in that way and to show my clients mm-hmm. in that way. And then when you book me to do makeup, you don't look <laughs> like that because I can't do that. And it's that comes fair. back again do it, to that whole social media and seeing things that are beyond mm-hmm. or not real and then trying to live up to that expectation, but it's not a real expectation because actually, like I said, it's been retouched, it's been filtered to fuck. It's sort of, yeah, then that's, but that just... Yeah, it's it's the authenticity again, isn't it? It's It just depends on, depends on what you want to put out into the world, what you want to project. So what I want to give the world is not, is not a cookie cutter image. It's not everyone's the same. It's not there's one style of beauty. I see that different people can be beautiful in their own way. And I know that's such a cliche, but, you know, what if I'd been born in your body? Like I might have done my makeup differently and I might have wanted to do it, you know, or you might have, you might make yourself look completely different if you were born in my body. So I kind of think of it like that. Um, yeah, and just try and make people look the best that they can look with mm-hmm. their guidance. <laughs> what do you think of, well, let me try and phrase this in a way that makes sense. So of people that say <laughs> that things like makeup and surgery and tattoos, and especially being a mum, that we are giving mm-hmm. a a wrong look to our kids or a wrong idea to our kids of or like of that perfection of changing our bodies like where do you stand on that like having two daughters as well do people ever say that kind of thing to you, you know what I mean um no one has hmm not really many people have directly said that to me <laughs> um maybe because I'm a bit of a snapdragon so um it's not really worth it but um I don't I, I understand the sentiment of that I completely do but 
your children don't love you for your outer shell and so the person that's saying that I think they're a bit weird because your children love you just because you look a certain like that's what they're saying that their children love them because they look a certain way but there's so much more to a person and that you know your outside is just how you look and it does influence how you feel but um yeah I don't think it influences like your ability to parent or anything like that. Um, that's yeah. Um, I would hope that I would be able to have a conversation with my children before, you know, before they they formed too many judgments about those kind of things. I don't think they look at me and judge. Like no, I that. always think like even like with you and with I suppose when I look at like Boo and if you're having those conversations about that self-acceptance and regardless of if I've got another tattoo or if I had my boobs lifted or whatever else, that that's my decision. It's not saying that's the right decision for everyone. It's doing what I'm doing for me mm-hmm. and love you for you. And if you want to enhance that, then mm-hmm. that's your business. That Yeah. I, I think we're all going to make wear makeup or kids girls are all going to wear makeup at some point in their lives anyway and I think it would be far nicer to have somebody like having a mum like Laura who actually knows her fucking shit Mm. I like this Mm. is no word of a fucking lie right I used to buy this um air quotes foundation out of the body shop I looked as white as a ghost it was concealer I was wearing really white concealer on my face, (laughs) my entire face, for about six months. And I looked absolutely shocking. It was patchy. I remember my teachers coming up to me a couple of times saying, Claire, what's on your face? Because my mum didn't wear makeup. I didn't have somebody to teach me how to wear makeup. So I think... I'd love, I would have loved to have a, had a mum like I Laura. have said that I want to do, like, as my, as <clears> Boo <throat> and as, like, my nieces are getting older, that give them a, a lesson with Laura. In just because I have no, like, no clue. Like, Bella, I it's never. I want a lesson from Laura. No, yeah. So, I am, I'm going to, I'm going to have something for you in the future. I don't want to give away too much at the moment, but yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely will, I've got you there. Um, I think that, in terms of, sorry, just going back to what we were saying about um, mm. the children, um, growing up, I saw my mum really, really unhappy with mm-hmm. her body and she she was, well, not always dieting, but she did, you know, I did hear like some kind of diet talk and I really, really keep that away mm. from my children. I don't allow it in my house. Um, I don't allow any of that kind of chatter at all. Um, and so I've really tried to show them a positive mm-hmm. body image and so I mean I don't I have had surgery and I don't know how much they are aware of that because they were quite mm. young um, I, I've had it a few times but I think I don't know how much they realized because I did it at discreet times <laughs> so that they didn't know because I didn't I was going through enough and I just didn't they were too young. I didn't want them to be, I didn't want to have to explain mm-hmm. to them um, what I was doing, but now they're a little bit older. Um, I would, I would have a conversation about it yeah. when it comes up. Um, but I hope they just see me. I'm just happy now. I'm happy with, I'm happy with, I mean, what? within reason, I'm yeah, still but, a woman. So, so. With that in mind, because <laughs> obviously having known you for like nearly 30 years and known or known each other, obviously, and we've been through diets and been bigger, been smaller. What mm-hmm. did it take for you to be happy like with your body? Did the surgery make you happy or what was, like, have you fulfilled that goal or is it, was it the surgery or was it your brain or what, do you know what I mean? It, it was a combination of things because I, you know, like I've been really skinny before and I can't believe I ever was able to be skinny. <laughs> but but when I, but when I was skinny, it was like, it's not really funny because it wasn't, it wasn't because, you know, it started off that I wanted to be, I wanted to lose weight, but really it was more than that. I wanted control. And then 
I was going, you know, I was going through like a breakup and just bad, bad times. I wanted to gain some control in my life. And in the end, it just turned out that I started to feel like I just wanted to take up less space because I felt like if I took up less space, then I would have less problems. Mm. And it wasn't. So when I was at the skinniest and everyone was saying, oh, how did you do it? Well done. How do you like it's not nice because it wasn't. That's why I don't really comment on people's weight because it wasn't a happy feeling and it wasn't it wasn't good. It, and to have people congratulate you when you feel yeah. so bad is mm. a real. Yeah, it's it's a real yeah, conflicting thing. Horror, um, and then to be celebrated for being something that you don't really want to be. Yeah, when you're not in the yeah. headspace. Yeah, um, head, yeah. But by then, I, I didn't really, it was it was just a spiral, like it was really out of control. And um, yeah, so then, and then I turned to like fitness and um, yeah, we went through the gym phase, Sarah. Um, and yeah, and I really enjoy that. And I think that's really healthy, obviously some dieting as well. Um, and yeah, so that gave me a nice, good mindset. And then the surgery I just fixed things that yeah, I didn't yeah. like. And now I did a lot of like introspectiveness and I'm really into like spirituality and um, like self-development. So because I did that alongside it, all of those things contributed to, to making me happy. So, yeah, it wasn't one and thing. I think that's either. massive. And I think that's a really yeah. big thing is that, like I said, getting to like Your I know when I've been self. yeah it is because even I want to lose weight I'm always talking about losing weight I have tried to be mindful in front of boo in phrasing it more of a healthy way than just like flab because especially she's a very curvy girl and she's gonna have very different things to me because she's got a big ass already mm-hmm. that she's just she's gonna be curvy it's it's just in her mm-hmm. but I have to be very mindful but even when I was at a goal weight that I still didn't appreciate that I was at my goal weight at that point. Yeah. And it is because my head wasn't right with it. So it was still, I want to lose more weight. Mm-hmm. I need to lose more weight. It was never, and I think you do, your head needs to be, whereas I've been bigger at points and been happier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like I need to sort of get some middle ground of not being this weight, but still being happy. Being happy in yourself, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I'm bigger now than... I was obviously mm. like in the past um and yeah I feel I feel much happy I feel much happier now because I've like I said I, I've fixed the things that I didn't like so I know now it wasn't it wasn't the weight it weight mm. wasn't the thing that was the problem it was you know the mm. other things that I fixed and um I just really think that <sighs> surgery it it's so accessible which is good because you can fix a problem that you have but it's also bad because you have to put other Mm -hmm. things with it you have to put you know you've got to do a little bit of other work with it and also in terms of like your recovery as well you need to you need to put other things in place Mm -hmm. to help you recover it's not just you don't just go away have surgery come back and then it's is fixed yeah. it's a long long road mm. I had a friend who had a breast reduction and um I, I I went with her for the consultation I went down there with her um when she had the operation and neither of us were prepared for the vigorous mm. surgery that she underwent it was absolutely they were taking so she had really big boobs mm. really really big boobs and she was really uncomfortable with them and she had a hell of a lot of her body taken away on the surgery and it was oh her recovery was just horrific mm. and um it was it was quite long for her as well and I know someone who's had a tummy tuck and again it was she was cut from her hip to her hip and her chest to her pubis oh. Uh, and it was just like the scar is amazing and the recovery like she had to wear this um what's it called yeah like a corset yeah so that she didn't split open and I was like but (laughs) she feels good about herself now and I know my friend who had the breast reduction she felt it gave her her life back as she's 
as the years have gone by and she's kind of gained weight since, her boobs have kind of grown back, but I don't think to the Not size to. they were before. Yeah. I, if I had the money, hands down, like fucking cut it up, lift it out, like do what you got to do because it's, it, especially as I've got older, it's so much harder. When I was, say, like 20, I was small. Mm-hmm. Like I never appreciated, again, how small I was, but mm-hmm. I think that you have all your other issues when you're growing up and everything else. But to try and get back to even close to that point, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen without me <laughs> fucking starving myself or killing myself in the gym. That if someone can just suck some of it out and then lift the boobs because i've never had boobs like growing up laura you know i always had very small pert boobs mm-hmm. they're not small and pert no more yeah you were more I like was athletic, athletic and now i'm not i'm like mm. athletic like an elephant <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same anymore but i'll tell you something that i've always what i've always loved with laura as well is that even when like you said you've been small you've been big you have always dressed well and mm-hmm. dressed for your body that which i think is such a massive thing not always well, no, because some of those well, old well, pictures well, are not acceptable, no, yeah, but I dress of the time. But you first, it has, you, you always look, like whether it's big or small, you always just look on point. Yeah, she always looks like a sexy, glamorous, yeah. like, I want to be her. She yeah. looks good, and no matter what you wear, it's, Laura, any picture I've ever seen, yeah. and whenever yeah. I have seen you in the flesh, which I think is maybe twice now, you just always look amazing. Yeah. And you, you always have. You've oh, always just, you. you always look put together. Even when, like, you're dusty, like, you look. What's dusty? Like, just looks a bit brass and, like, just, like, yeah, rubbish. rubbish. <laughs> just, but okay. you, it looks casual. <laughs> casual. <laughs> yeah, dusty. Really? <laughs> but, but you still, you, I don't know, mm. you put things together well, which, and I don't know if that comes from, like, a makeup thing of putting stuff together, but you've definitely got an eye for that shit. I think. Um, yeah, I would say so, because working for Mac, you are always told that they they call it maintaining the Mac image. So you have to always look a certain way when you come to work. And after years and years of that, it just becomes who you are. And so you just do it every day. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> what I need. <laughs> Someone to tell me to maintain my image. Yeah. My going out is probably when I dress more. Shag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in that way. <laughs> it might be a slightly smaller outfit, which I couldn't wear anywhere in the... When you like... send pictures of hot pants and thigh-high mm. boots because you want to wear that to the local pub because it's one of our birthdays. <laughs> Your mind always turns to hot pants and thigh-high <laughs> boots. And, and a belt. A belt. There's got to be a belt. That is my look. Essential. If, yeah, if I had to sum you up into one accessory, it would well, it would be a belt and a boot, and then the long boot. I thought, oh my god, Laura, I don't know if I sent you a picture. The best, but you'll be really happy. And um, these boots, I'm sure they are by height, obviously. Um, and they're kind of nudie, kind of vinyl-y, but not quite, and kind of ruched. They're so busy in a boot, and I love them. I can never wear them because I can't wear heels anymore, but they're so pretty. And I was like, Sam laughed at me so hard. And he was like, where are you wearing them? To the shop. This is the thing. How dare you say to me, I can't wear lipstick because it oh feels too bait. And then I turn around and you are like a pretty woman. <laughs> you know, I watched Pretty Woman the other day and you know that look when she goes down right down drive? I did look and think, that looks alright. <laughs> I'm sure that's that's what's given you this sensation. It's Pretty Woman as a prostitute. You must have watched I it as a child and felt like really inspired by her look. That's how it. I'm going to be rich. Yeah, well, it didn't work. It didn't work. No, no, it is. It's legs, I think I've always, I think that's, you work to your strengths. Oh, yeah. My thing. legs are the best part of my body. Yeah. Whereas my face, and because I, it's all right. <laughs> Don't draw attention, Don't draw to, attention to the face. <laughs> Look at my leg. Your leg is better than yeah. your face. That is hilarious. Yeah, see, this is why I just stay in. Well, I think on that note, we should uh, thank Laura so much 
for um, for sharing <laughs> that insight into um, what it's like to be an influencer in the beauty industry. And um, yeah, no, I think it's we, been really interesting. Thank you. Thanks for having lots me. Lots of tangents, but I think it's been really cool. Yeah, I love nice. tangents. And yeah. <laughs> right, thank you so much, Laura. Thank amazing. you.